Previously on the Nostalgic Front podcast. Um, let's do a what, quick. We're playing a game. We're gonna play a quick game if that's alright. We play with you. games now. Uh, when I when it pops up. Okay. Uh, hold on. I'm I'm still working on uh, preparing it. I wanted to ask. Or another thing I did that was really fucking. You rad wanted is, to ask. Come on, not that kind. Come of Come on, ass. Not Sorry. that kind of show. Yes, it is. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Des Moines, Iowa, Nostalgic Front Studios, I'm Brandon Ream. And coming to you live from the Brooklyn, New York, Nostalgic Front Studios, I'm Patrick Hasty, and this is the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Fantastic. Whoa, whoa. I wish I wasn't sure, but now. Whoa, what is that? A letter of Mark came from the king to the tiniest vessel I'd ever seen. God damn them all. I was told we'd sail the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier. The last of Barrett's privateers. On the 96th day, we sailed again. How I wish I was a sure broke now. When a bloody great Yankee hove in sight with our crack four pounders, we made to fight. God damn them, damn all. them all. I was, told- I was told we'd sail the seas for America. Yeah, it's a chorus song. I was so <laughs> ready to get in there with you, dude. That's what I didn't know. I Googled the, the sentence you said because I was like, I don't know what you're talking uh-huh. about. And so I Googled fire, no guns, shed no tears. Stan oh, brother. Rogers, brother, brother, brother. I'll, I'll turn you on to some Stan Rogers. What year do you think that song came out? 1978. 77. Very close. Uh, I was on Fogarty's Cove, I do believe. Oh, man, that's where CCR wrote most of their hits. Like, uh, uh, I was going to talk about Stan Rogers at the top of the show anyways, because who boy, big couple Stan Rogers weeks. Uh, yeah. I've never heard of this guy. Is this the dude oh, that does the sea chanties that you sent me, a, told me about a few years ago on the show? And other stuff as well. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, he's a uh, Canadian folk legend. So much like any uh, like any good folk singer. Yeah. Uh, died a very horrible death. Oh, yeah. At a very young age. I mean, very um, Gord Downey, like the tragically hip guy. Yeah. He died of uh, uh, voice cancer. Well, I don't even know. I was noticed this uh, a few weeks ago. I was on that uh, Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. I was in the Gordon Lightfoot, Jim Croce, more popular hey, folky real, dudes. And real then, quick, what's your uh, favorite song about the, that mentions the Gitchagumi? Mine's probably <laughs> the record of the head if it's your Hell yeah. But uh, boy, Stan Rogers, uh, he can uh, he can write a song. Yeah, uh, I can put you together a seven song non shanty Stan Rogers playlist. He's had popular country crossover songs, too. Hey, I'll dig the. That, I'll take that you the, would uh, dig. It, it's got a. Uh, it's got a convoy vibe, but it's uh, got like deeper. He's a great lyricist, so you'd yeah. like him. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, died in an airplane fire on the runway coming home from a folk festival. Damn. But uh, I found it's, that, well, it's really beautiful folk, for a folk artist. Sounds pretty metal to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's beautiful. Give me one quick second to get the entire name of this thing. But there's a podcast. It is on Spotify, uh, and it's a podcast episode that he mm-hmm. does. He's a he's a guest on. Mm-hmm. It's called Folk Scene. 
Okay. So it's just him, and and he crushes it. How is he a guest on it if it if he died in 1983? Podcast one. The podcast is from 1981. Podcast didn't exist in 1981. We didn't even have pods or casts back then. Well, it's is it like an old radio radio show? show I got it. Okay, that's now on podcast, but it's called it's Stan Rogers appearing on Folk Scene, recorded November of 1981. It's a great interview, and he gives good context to a lot of his songs and uh, and then crushes them in studio. In fact, one of his songs, he recorded all four of his choruses for it. Mm -hmm. So he's like the harmonizer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he first off looks exactly like Joey Ficken. He does. That's what I was going to say. He (laughs) does have a open mic comic vibe. He's only 33, 33, buddy. He did more. He put out fucking. Let me look at this. His first album, the aforementioned Fogarty's Cove, came out in 77. One, two, three, four, five albums be- before he passed away. One, two, three, four, five, five, and then some compilations after he passed away. Yeah. And oh boy, there are some devoted fans. The people, the people yeah. love some Stan Rogers. And but it's, it's a great mood, man. Yeah. Good mood music. He put out an album. He's got an album that came out in 1996 called Poetic Justice. Do you think that was just somebody with his like catalog trying to capture off that Tupac movie? Oh, yeah. I think of it as more of a Janet Jackson movie. Sure. Well, hey, Kesara, Sarah, or whatever that word is. I lo- that's where I learned how to make crack cocaine. Oh, really? Cool. That's Poetic cool. Justice. Um, uh, I saw be- it in the drive through theater after Batman. Oh. Is yeah. that a bit I don't get? Uh-uh. You really saw Batman and then Poetic Justice? Oh, yeah. Whoa, that rules. I think it was Batman, Poetic Justice, and Lethal Weapon 3. I saw Lethal Weapon 1 or 2 in the drive-in. I'm sure we've talked about that on the show. Now, speaking of crack cocaine, this is fun. I am on edibles right now. Ooh. Yeah. Get it. Friend, of the, sh- friend of the show, fan of the show, real and effort, Gideon Hamburger, went uh, to Illinois, and it's legal there. So he yeah. brought me back some vegan gummies, sour nice. sour gummies. So I got one of those filtering up my brain. I, I popped it. I popped my bean about 15 minutes before we oh, started recording. So I really wanted to see old Gidbone uh, when he was back this way. He didn't mm-hmm. make it down to the he Des couldn't. Moines side. He thought about he wanted to. Yeah. Fucking way she goes. But uh, yeah. wish him well. Uh, I'll be seeing plenty of him this week. Uh, we are in four fantasy, fantasy football leagues, leagues together. Yeah, it's kind of pathetic, funny. but I love I, it. We're yeah. good. We're, hey. It's good. I'm in one Mike, with you. Michael Good is running tons. Yeah. Michael Good is a he's a good uh, fantasy football machine. Yeah. So I have three drafts on Tuesday. So that's wild. Well, two I, drafts and an auction. It's going to be a lot. Do you work? Uh, so it's for the listeners, obviously, or not obviously. Maybe it's not obvious. And you can listen at any time. Uh, it's Labor Day weekend uh, right now. Do you work tomorrow for Monday? No. Yeah, me too. I have it off. And also I had Friday off, which is pretty exciting. I'm still a new hire, so I won't be getting paid. Yeah. Got to work a couple extra hours throughout the week, but I'll be all right. Sure. Sure. I trust in you and believe in you. And uh, Now, OK, uh, so well, let me ask real quick, because I mean, we we obviously jumped right off the top with this Stan Rogers bullshit. Oh, yeah. Uh, how are you? Good. 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 Feeling got the wife, good. Got the wife back doing too much stuff now. You done fucking all those guys in the city. That's right. Now, uh, fucking guys in the city. 
I texted her. We texted or whatever. I don't know what the term is. Instagram commented back and forth a little about it. Uh But uh, Ida hit New York pretty hard. Uh, Was there any? You see any damage to your guys' old spot? Is that all gone? Are you guys all wrapped up there? Knickerbocker was flooded. It's been Um, crazy, man. It was wild. Well, it's that way. Uh, It's and our blood. Knock on wood, our neighborhood was fine. Like it poured. Yeah. But we had, there was no real flooding. Our coffee shop took some damage, like some water damage. But like, you know what I mean? Like nothing, yeah. nothing too terrible well, here. Considering how bad the drainage was in our backyard. Yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking of. Very pleased that they at least waited until the end of our lease to get completely flooded. Yeah, yeah. That's the, well, base, that's, the basement for sure took some water that night. I So I went into the office that day and uh, it was really funny. Right when that storm started. Gideon and I were helping a coworker, a fellow employee of mine. We were putting a like, I don't even know, like 68 inch television into the back of their their SUV. And it just started pouring down rain on us while we're trying to carry this TV up Manhattan Street. So it was really funny. Um, But all I could think about was like, were you guys done? Because I could see yeah. it with that backyard I and the basement oh, yeah. and everything. I could see it. Oh, we got out of there uh, right on time. Our, one could argue uh, about an hour late, though. Oh, sure. OK. Got yeah. at, uh, she got out of New York about and well, she got oh. out of Washington, D.C. about an hour late. They delayed. Yeah. Her flight home. Yeah. Which would have been fine. But yeah. The one hour delay wound up putting her right in the middle of a good old fashioned Midwestern uh, thunderstorm. Oh, wow. Maybe it's following her. Sounds like. Yeah. So Um, she's getting ready to land. And I'm at the airport. It's already been an uh, hour delayed and it's already a late flight coming in. I got to I got to work in the morning. I'm a tired boy. Sleepy, sleepy. And they can't land because the thunderstorm. Dang. So they just circled Des Moines for about an hour. I've been on those planes and that shit yeah. sucks. Until I, I yeah, they come over the radio, I'm assuming. And they're yeah. like, uh, hey, good news, everybody. Uh, we've been diverted to Chicago. Uh, we're just going to fly to Chicago now at 2 a.m. Uh, so then yeah. what do they What happens next? Well, they flew to Chicago, yeah. gassed up and came back to Des Moines. Wow. God damn. Funny well, how so I didn't pick her up until four we got out of the airport at four out of 4 a.m yeah to work at 7 a.m so did you just stay at the airport the whole time when they flew to chicago well i went home took a nap. Uh, yeah okay a dis- good took a disco nap and came back yeah what's but, a disco uh, nap is that where uh you- disco's here disco's here pillow here <laughs> disco's yeah man uh, yeah, so, dang, uh that is i uh, got the wife home but it was a little bit more of an adventure than we cared for Stacy, when she flew back, there was storms, too, and she was luckily un- unaffected because I know I talked about that last time she tried to fly somewhere and she ended up the full whole flight was canceled. So uh, this time she was good. And that's that's insane. I've been on that where I was flying into New York one time, supposed to get in like at 7 p.m. They couldn't land because we didn't have enough gas and it was going to take too long to taxi. No storms or anything. And they ended up flying us to fucking Connecticut landing, yeah. regassing up the plane. I got home five, six hours later. I'm normally a very good flying mentality type mm-hmm. of guy, you know, yeah. I can take, I can take all the lumps, Yeah. but, uh, I wasn't flying. So no, I was it's... allowed to be as upset as I wanted. Yeah. She, Cause you know, something about flying just brings out a lot of people's inner. Well, and I'll be honest, especially you know? during this time. Yeah. So just get some fucking edibles. Yeah. Put on some yak 
Iraq and uh, what is that? Are Beastie Boys songs? Yeah. Adam Yao. Uh huh. And uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, well, I'm glad she's back. I'm glad she's healthy and happy. Uh, back, back in back the, in the Des Moines groove. That's right. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. I saw Gideon. So Gideon came in and worked with me again the other day. Um, that's that was fun. I'm going to see him tomorrow. Actually, too. We're going to go to the park, McCarran Park, a little bit and see some folks and then go over to their place and do look similar to what we did on Fourth of July. Of course, you'll be missed. Um, but uh, that's so that's exciting. Uh, you've been watching anything? I know you've been listening to Steve Rogers. Like, or who is it? It's not Steve Rogers, right? Stan. Stan Rogers. Yes, yeah, Steve right. Rogers is uh, Captain America. That's right. And Earth six one six. And Caitlin's boyfriend. Uh, uh-huh. you. You stand a lot of stands. You ever think of that? I do. I do. Yeah, Every time wild. I type stand in, I got Rogers and Bush right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, boy, it sounds like my uh, 2008 draft card. Rogers and Bush. I don't know if that's right. I haven't been able to watch enough nerdy stuff. Uh, caught up on the history of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, mm. Secret Same. base. Great. All caught as up. Usual. Very good. They taught uh, John Boyce was on. I don't know if you saw on SportsCenter today talking about Scorigami. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, a little bit too much comedy, uh, if I could say. What do you mean? Um, well, it's just been going out. Oh, uh, I thought you meant in the Atlanta Falcons six part series. There was too yeah. much comedy. <laughs> well, they had a couple jokes in they, there. He's great. They're they, very at funny. At one point, they compared, uh, they totally dragged Gilbert Godfrey and was like, "You, what would you rather do? It's like comparing going to a Beyonce show or a Gilbert Godfrey show. I honestly... I, I don't was, think they compared it. I th- I don't think they drug him. I think it was showing how it was two completely different experience. Okay. That's what right. I think they were trying to do. All get. right. Because he's a good comedy. He's smart with comedy. And so he would know that Gilbert Godfrey fucking rocks. Uh-huh. You know, I, maybe I talked about this. You know, I could walk. It's like 15 blocks down is where Gilbert Godfrey was born. Like where yeah. he grew up. No weird from my apartment. It is. Uh, but uh, no, I had a show Wednesday at Ooh. the, uh, uh, Peace Tree Brewery. Uh, cool. A newer comic, uh, or at least newer in the scene, at least that I know. Jameson Cox, cool dude. Yeah. Runs a cool mic at the station on Mondays. Cool. Uh, he has a show there uh, that he's starting, and he's running another show, just like just doing it. Uh, nice. He's a good dude, and uh, yeah, had a great time there, and then went to watch uh, my brother Garrett's band's first performance in a year and a half oh wow at the gas lamp is this land of blood and sunshine or uh no it's shake them bones okay i know uh, a couple uh, of dudes from there it's very like uh fun punk rocky but like uh just good guitar band you know what i mean okay yeah 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 uh you should you'll have to check them I'll out check on them the spotify sure. they're a good time uh a couple dudes from modern life is war you know because you can't you can't have a decent band on a marshall town without landing one of the you know sure war guys now friend of the show fan of show my buddy christian was telling me that um he that your other uh the hot dog shops back open yeah 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 the brick and mortar should be opening up like any day well he already went in they went in there they were telling he was telling me about it yeah doyle's working there and shit Doyle's doing double duty at uh, the two shops, huh? I think I guess. I Doyle guess. Doyle's uh, making scoops at the uh, uh, Black Cat ice cream. Oh wow! Look at it's, him. It's fun reading the Yelp reviews because you can find a couple where it's like they're definitely talking about Doyle. 
Yeah, this fucking dumbass piece of shit covered in the dumbest yeah. tattoos ever. Kept, oh, yeah. Kept uh, sprinkling, kept accidentally uh, getting his dad's ashes all over all of our ice cream cups. It, uh, he was too busy texting Gideon about the stupid bears. Yeah. God. Well, that's exciting. Um, Let me think. What else? To... So you you haven't you uh, you've been watching any of the football? There was tons of college football this weekend. Did you get any? Oh, of yeah. That? Yeah. Uh, I, I watched some of our big tens. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you have a good conference, sometimes you like to follow it. Um, so checked out the Minnesota game. Still hate PJ Fleck. Yeah. So uh, you hate him. What What's your deal with him? Why don't you like him? I don't know. Uh, probably because he co- he's got an M on his shirt. He wears that weird and, ass and shirt. And they win. Sure. And he's bald too. He looks like. Hey, uh, hey, pull it back. But like, uh, I don't. I don't know. He looks like Rob Corddry, and that's not cool either. Yeah. I then, just uh, watched. Iowa's already in the driver's seat. It's good to see. I was watching in the oh, West. A show that we've been watching. Watching is uh, starting last night. We started getting cut up and uh on uh what am i thinking of we got we started sorry we started getting caught up on ted lasso season two and uh, i don't know anything but the ted lasso hype right now and positivity on the interwebs yeah is is palpable i would honestly say that i i think that they are kind of reaching a the blowback is starting i've been seeing a lot of the uh you know the the anti Ted Lasso talk, mm-hmm. um, which I think is funny because I think it's very I, good. I really like it. I think it's bullshit. But I think in an episode, when, they, when's he going to learn to rope and ride? You know, <laughs> I think they uh, re- they there's they, a good rodeo Stan Rogers song. I'll have to put you on to. They ref- anyways, they referenced. Uh, hey, could you uh, right behind you? There's a thing of ADHD pills. Could you pop one of those real quick? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, they referenced uh, PJ Fleck, uh, I think. Like they were they were talking about a like it kind of like a um, like a wings place, you know, Mm -hmm. and they made it. And he said something like, you know, like you go and get wings at a place like uh, PJ Flex. And maybe they were talking about a real spot, but I think they were just working in a college football coach's name. Um, But it's been pretty good. We watched uh, I've also watched. uh, So what we did is we got Apple TV yesterday. Yeah. And uh, we we had like a whatever you call it, like a, you know, a short term pass for the first season of, of Ted Lasso. But now that the second season, we went ahead and signed up for it. Pretty sure you sh- get a free year if you have T-Mobile. Just put that oh, out there. I do not have T-Mobile, but that's good for the folks okay. to do. Um, but they have a show on there called For All Mankind. Have you heard of this ever? It's Apple TV. So I don't think anybody watches the shows on there. But mm-hmm. um, other than Ted Lasso, it's the only one that gets buzzed. But For All Mankind is pretty good. And it's... um it's the premise is what if like three days before uh the apollo the first landing on the moon what if the russians landed first and then it just kind of becomes like it's kind of like man you know man in the high castle all Uh those alternate histories but it's done a lot more interesting uh a really good joel kinnaman the guy from i think it'd be cool do that same premise but what if the french landed first and it was the french from monty python quest for the holy grail (laughs) That's fun. They're all fucking dying because they didn't yeah. put glass. They don't have masks on. Um, <laughs> Idiots. But yeah, the, yeah, Big Ten football's back. That's uh, right. I am still kicking myself. I'm not a gambler, but there's times when you hear about a line yeah. of some sort. And you're like, I I should put money on that. Yeah. Like, for, instance, for instance, I should have emptied my savings account, 
betted on fucking Northern Iowa yeah. covering the 33 point spread because I've seen this fucking story before. Yeah. Well, that's like and, when you go look at then the, they play them tough as well. Matt Campbell doesn't know how to start a season. Well, it's not so much that he doesn't know how to start. They a hold season. everything back. I know. Well, just, that and but that's how you and I has played us for the last decade. Or Louisiana. Our, 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 well, the last year, that Louisville was different. Five versus Iowa. I feel like last year was a little different because they didn't. Yeah. There was no like on the team stuff. This seemed exactly what I expected out of this game. So it was kind of weird seeing the lines and seeing like everybody on Twitter being like this team. And it's like. I understand on paper you're like you're playing against this bullshit uh-huh. FBS team, but like you know that's what you it's know like. What's exciting about the Cyhawk game coming up next week? That uh, it is on game the day. Fact, uh, there it is. Yeah. Besides the fact it's the biggest Cyhawk game mm-hmm. ever, hmm. is uh, the loser is going to be fine no matter who. Yeah, totally. Because like, well, I think you guys. Are, I literally think when the line when the the rankings come out, I hundred percent it's going to be. It's going to be one of those things where like Iowa's number 10, Iowa State's number nine or something like that. Yeah. Because I think we're going to lose a little bit of ground. Obviously, you guys are going to gain ground. And I, that's what I think. I think we're going to go into it with 10 and nine or nine and eight or 11 and 10 or whatever, something like that. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, the, um, the ranking should already be out. But you one know, thing, I don't think so, because there's games. To, maybe it is, but there's games. Oh, tonight, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those fucking Irish. One thing that I do wonder, not that we have to get into the cycles game, but um. Uh, Charlie Kohler wasn't playing there, the tight end, the senior oh, tight yeah. end. And to me, I, what I, what we kept thinking is there Big was so prospect. many, well, there were so many plays where it's like things didn't seem right. And like things just seemed wonky compared to the end of last season. And I'm wondering if it's similar to like, he does so much because of blocking and because of having to pay attention to him and Brees and stuff that maybe without him, that's why it felt so shifty. I'm I, I'll, I'll wait till like next game and then like next week. And then the week after that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was fun. I mean, it was a heart. It was a crazy game, but I'm glad yeah. we pulled it out. I, I, I mean, I, I, like I said, I really want Iowa to win, obviously. Yeah, yeah of course. you. But do. it's the ninth most important game on our schedule. You know? Yeah. 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 I would, I'd much rather win the fucking big 10 than totally put a, put a notch on Iowa state's loss column. I love the weird uh, Nebraska blue, like blew out Fordham, but yeah, then it was close for a little bit, like two or three of their uh, two or three of their players that left were playmakers in other games, like yeah. in the the yeah. or the Oregon State game and stuff like that. So that's really exciting. Um, you hear about Zeb Noland? Remember no. this guy? He was our quarterback when um, remember? Oh, Kyle yeah, yeah, Kent? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was going to be like the next guy. Kyle Kemp got hurt. He won a game against like Texas Tech or something. He came in against OSU one and then won a game against Texas Tech or something. Yep. But then Pur- Brock Purdy beat him out. He went to North Dakota State, backed up Trey Lance, and then he was a grad assistant at South Carolina. And then they moved him from grad assistant to starting quarterback and he won the game yesterday. Cool. So and he's like best friends with Trey Lance, too, which is really cool, I think, also. Um, so that was kind of like a fun story. And of course, Matt Campbell had like what Matt Campbell's like the opposite of fucking Scott Frost. He's got like the best speaking voice ever and like talked about how wonderful that was to see and shit like that, which was really cool. Um, I watched Yeah, I watched so many college football games over the last couple of days and it's just great to have (sighs) it back. Yeah, it feels weird. Also, the melting pot of all the fucking uh, COVID. Got to give a little shout out to uh, call. I mean, high school football here in the, the Des Moines metro area. What's happening? Fucking a lot of stuff north 
high school just won their first game in mm-hmm. eight years. Whoa, they haven't won a game in eight years? No. Why don't they just get rid of it and everybody start playing soccer or something? I've said they should combine North and Hoover Yeah. for, for football because they both really suck. Yeah, they could call the team North Turner. And check this out. Roosevelt High School yeah. uh, beat Waukee on Friday, mm-hmm. and it was the first time a Des Moines high school team has beaten a suburb team in 128 games. Oh, wow. Damn, that's pretty crazy. Because all the money goes to the suburbs. Totally, yeah. You know? That's that's wild. Yeah. Um, are you going to you get to start getting into high school football? Uh, get, no, get not chair, really. It start kept, going to the it games. Keeps, it keeps pop. It's uh keeps popping up on the Des Moines subreddit. Sure. Everybody's like, so who's your grandkid out there? You're like, also, <laughs> I mean, those are both kind of big streaky things that I've noticed. Oh recently. yeah, no, that that's awesome. That's like when um watching my nephews la- like even though I couldn't watch it, but like my nephew's eight game, eight man games would be on streaming. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to watch my nephew play yeah. football on the internet was fucking rad last year. Totally. Yeah. Um, golly. Now, have you been, okay. So have you been playing any video games or doing anything else? You're just busy. You're just doing stand up. You're following your heart. The stuff yeah. we got into this for eh, it fucking sucks, bro. I'd love oh. to play some video games. Yeah, uh, I did order. I, yeah. I hope it's backwards compatible. I couldn't get a definitive answer. Uh, answer on it because i'm without ncaa 14 and mm-hmm. i'm trying to find a different game to fill that hole in my heart for a little yeah. bit yeah before i go and drop at least a hundred bucks uh on a new ncaa 14 mm-hmm. uh so i ordered espn 2k5 uh football ESPN, the yeah the, the one that changed the world yeah. uh i was always a madden boy totally. at the very least i'm gonna play like gm sim mode yeah but uh i know the games plays better uh than madden current madden does so if it's still backwards compatible on my 360 uh i'll be playing that otherwise i'm gonna hunt down like i said uh madden 09 for the gamecube wow yeah that'd be fun i you don't have a ps3 two i have a ps4 you have a PS4? Maybe that is that the most recent one? No, PS5 is the most recent. Let me talk to Gideon because now when Gideon and I lived in uh uh in whatever that neighborhood, Dimas Park, yeah, I bought a NCAA, probably like 18, no, oh nine, maybe, whatever one of the last seasons was. And uh if I maybe if he still has that, which I think he does, maybe I'll ship that to you and you can just have it or whatever. Yeah. Um now how you you'd mentioned uh we were talking about Heisman earlier. How, you remember the game we did with the Madden covers? Last week, where I had you, you went backwards oh, and undefeated. Yeah, 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 yeah. How far do you think you go back in Heisman winners? Heisman you, are, winners? Do you know that? Are you good oh, on that? I am not. I uh, I was trying to come up with another fun game like that for you. Do you think you, what, what, I've what do you I've never been the biggest college football fan. Um, yeah. You know, Saturday. Just, just Iowa. Just and Iowa. Iowa, Iowa State. Big Ten and yeah. some of the uh, Big Twelve. Uh, I could try, but uh, there's going to be guys I forget. You yeah. know. Well, that's um, what I, I I like this game. Now I talked about Stacy and I play a similar game where we just go and try to list things. Yeah. Um, I was trying to see if I could. I couldn't find a list of like Iowa Hawkeyes starting quarterbacks back. You know, but um, who won this last one? Do you remember that? 
That was Devontae Smith. Okay, and prior to I that... Got, I got him on two of my two drafted rosters at the moment. Fantastic. He's going to be a star. Oh, hoping for big things. Um, the year before that... He won... The, apparently, he won the whole thing by himself, if you watched the team. Yeah. Um, the year before that... Jesus, see, I'm already... Uh, yeah. I could do a lot better from like 1990 going forward. <laughs> but Well, uh, this is not a fun one. Then I thought I'd spring another fun game on you because you're good at this stuff. But uh, Joe Burrow, Murray, ah, Mayfield, yes. Jackson, uh-huh. Henry, uh, Mariota, who I still love. Oh, Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Mariota fan. Wish he could stay healthy so we could not have to carry three Raiders, uh, three quarterbacks yeah. on the Raider roster. Um, Golly. OK, well, then we'll skip the Heisman game. Um. So you got that game coming. I uh, played a little bit of uh, Spyro again the other day. I was going to start all over, but it's just like a lot of those kind of games where when you start at the beginning, you're like, ugh, I have to do everything again. But if you start playing it once you're already kind of good at it, it's not as fun, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I was playing a little bit of that. Looking at other games that are around, I I, there's a couple like um, Spyro-like games that are going around ratchet and clanks and stuff like that, that I'm trying yeah. to see if I might jump into Rayman. There's a bunch of Rayman on the, <laughs> I remember Xbox. really liking the ratchet and clank series for not exactly playing that much of it. Yeah. I like a good third person shooter and it has a ton of, uh, cool and inventive weapons on the, uh, so can you know, there's hard knocks. Kansas city has a one that's like called the franchise, a very similar thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of their, I can't, I don't know what position he plays, but one of their players who got hurt last year in the first game of the season, uh, he did does music and he was making music all while he was rehabbing through the pain and everything. And the whole of, time he's wearing a Ratchet and Clank shirt. And I thought that nice. was fucking awesome. A lot of, a lot of guys make music. It's, it's pretty cool and fun to see in the NFL how many players yeah. just like put out an album. Uh, Darren Waller, it's not yeah. my style, but he makes some pretty uh, decent sound and stuff. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but his like grandfather is like a Harlem jazz legend. No, that's cool. I really like, like that. Fats Waller. Are you doing a bit or is that real? No, it's real. Hmm. I feel like I know the name Fats Waller. Do you know Cole Beasley's a rapper, right? Yeah. And he keeps and he keeps dropping. Uh, he's dropping like freestyles about being anti-vax and shit. Does he really? I'm not kidding. Yeah, he did. He's I... got he's got two out. I like uh, McDermott a lot. Yeah. Sean McDermott, head coach of the Bills. Me too. But there keeps being all these little Bills. Like uh, Isaiah McKenzie was like upset at the NFL because he got fined for not wearing a mask. In I the saw facility. that. And then he got he and did he get got the shot the next day yeah. where it's like, bro, that's on you. You could have just worn a fucking I mask and you wouldn't have been fined $10,000. Well, also, and not to because isn't Isaiah McKenzie younger? Or am yeah. I wrong? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's also one of those things where one of the, Cole Beasley seems like a loud guy. And so if you're in the locker room with Cole Beasley, who's loudly talking about all this stuff and you're a newer player or younger player, you're going to kind of let that stuff seep in. Whereas mm-hmm. look at the Bucks are complete 100 percent already, you know, and things like I that. Need, I need Cole Beasley to get vaccinated or just get covid and not be around because I have him taken up a roster spot. Yeah. On one of my fans. He's got that good. uh points per reception you know that yeah. slot, re- slot receivers have a nice little floor i do you know not know what i mean yeah They're i do not, not gonna... yeah i don't like him at all but i do agree that i had him on my fantasy team like two years ago and he did okay his last season in where was oh, he well, 
He Dallas definitely outperformed his ago. ADP last year, scored a Ooh. lot more touchdowns. And there's just so much passing volume and passing targets available in the Bills offense. Yeah. And I don't know who's going to get all those targets behind Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Diggs is going to be a volume monster. Yeah, volume he's a star. In fantasy football. Yeah. But after that, well, it's also who's going to be? You got Emmanuel music. Sanders. You got yeah. Gabriel Davis. You got Cole Beasley. A lot of late round dart throws you can get on the fantasy draft board. So I loaded up yeah. on my big league with uh, a little Beasley and Gabriel Davis playing against each other. I'm reading about Fats Waller, mm-hmm. who, yeah, has a great wiki, won yeah. Grammys, and passed his, away. His and... grandson has a Fats wallet. Yeah, it's true. He does. Um, he's got a song called Taint. I'm not kidding. Oh, yeah. Taint nobody's business if I do. Uh-huh. He chode does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So that's kind of, a just having a little time. It's nice having some days off, uh, from work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stacy's off tomorrow. Um, Murphy was wa- Murphy. We don't know what he did. He probably didn't do nothing, but we thought he might've hurt his leg the other day. He was just walking weird. And so we took him to the vet. Everything was fine. Got dinner, had a nice little meal at a, at a nice little diner. Uh, went to the movies, saw a movie that we might talk about in the next segment. Um, had a nice, nice little Friday yesterday. We just watched football all day. Went on some walks around the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, kind of a quiet little uh, week, but uh, a nice Boy, little week, too. Just be glad we're not Indiana fans because. Uh, oh, boy. Boy, they were getting chippy leading yeah? up. It, it, yeah, yeah. It was pretty interesting, uh, like on the college football Reddit page yeah. and Twitter there was a lot of chippy Indiana fans leading up to it. And I'm just thinking to myself, it's like fucking Kinnick is the Afghanistan of the college football <laughs> world, dude. Yeah. It is a graveyard of empires and a lot of, a lot of cocky teams will strut yep. into Kinnick and uh, get Kinnick. Gideon had a good point about it. Isn't it funny when they do that wave? Yeah. And it's like, well, think about all those people that are anti-vax waving. It's like Im- immunocompromised kids. Yeah. Um, did Th- you, they watch... were probably protesting doctors earlier. And now... Yeah. Did you catch on Friday night? Uh, the, any of the UCF game, UCF uh, no. State? did a lot of, uh, target walking, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. You... It went to target and, you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta get all the things. Um, it was really fun because I was on Twitter at the time and Gus Malzahn, who was, you know, the Tokyo, wherever Clemson or whatever he's now, or yeah, Auburn, whatever. And he's now the coach at UCF. And like at the beginning of the game, they started UCF started bad. They were down by like 24 to seven at one point or 24 to zero. And Twitter was so funny. If you search Gus Malzahn or if you search UCF, people are like, the wheels are off. Fuck this. We're done. And then they came back in one and it was awesome. Like watching them come back and win. Uh-huh. Uh, and I just love that, like when the way that the way that happened and as somebody who's not invested in either team, just getting well, to see the fan base ride it on Twitter was so fun. You should get invested in UCF. They're on the uh, short yeah. list of uh, Big 12, Big 12 looking UCF, Cincinnati, BYU and Houston and Houston. Yeah, um, I don't who gives a fuck. I don't know. You know, I like I think UCF is interesting. You should as an Iowa State fan because they are primed to just be like I would love the, it. the team in the Big 12. I would love it. it. What I'm scared of is that like fucking they won't get enough money pumped into the conference once OU and, and it'll Texas all fall leave, apart. And yeah. eventually Matt Campbell is 
going to take the money? I have confidence in Iowa State. I don't have confidence in the Big, the 12, Big 12 at all. Um, and the fact that they had conversations with other leagues and stuff, and yeah. then it all fell They're apart talking and about they got like left maybe, out. Like maybe Creighton and like Wichita might join For on basketball. the uh, basketball side. I don't oh, think so because I doubt Creighton. May, maybe it would make sense location wise for Creighton, but Creighton just joined the Big Ten, like or the Big East, like since I've lived in New York. So I can't imagine them jumping to a conference twice in a decade. Oh. Um, but if the money's there and it's not going to cost them a lot to get out of the Big East, then that's possible, you know. <laughs> Plus, you could just start taking a bus. Oh, money wise, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like location wise, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. Golly, golly. Uh, I don't know. Is there any other bullshit we got to talk about at this top part? I feel like we, uh, I have the thing where that that sour gummy I took earlier has hit me. So I don't know oh, if we've been yeah. going. I don't know if we've been part, going when we when I edit this later. I don't know if this is part is 20 minutes or if this part is 70 minutes. It's OK, uh, because I feel like we today, at least we need a meteor top of the show. Trending topics. Now here we are. Song, man. song about trending topics. It's uh, that was more of a jingle. I just don't. I, I'm done with the songs. I like the. Oh. Wah, wah, wah. I don't like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. I've made it known that I don't like the guitar parts. I think we had fun for about ten of the trending topics. I do songs. do, and I think that now it's uh, it's now it's not fun. I think we've we used need, up all the good songs with the word end or friend. Yeah, we need to evolve to whatever the next thing is that we start Ooh, trending topics. With. Yeah. And, and instead of constantly trying to figure out how to recapture the magic of mm-hmm. the first time we sang, uh, I can show you the trend or whatever the fuck, you know, uh-huh. um, trending topics, man. Now, you did not do any of your homework. I'm way behind. Yeah. So we might as well start with the one thing you did. I'm way behind because I'm on the grind. The one thing you did do is uh, you watch what we do in the shadows. Yeah, baby. First two episodes. Very Boy, funny. You, you could tell they're getting a little bit more uh, cash. I'm twiddling my fingers around yeah, here, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, it's fun. It's back. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, fucking. Uh, I loved Guillermo's whole thing when he's like in the basement, and then he's like, "Here, look at this," and he like moves the bars, <laughs> and he goes to yeah. that. He's eating that chicken sandwich and everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was uh-huh. really, really good. Also, why am I drawing a blank on the very f- Matt Barry? There mm-hmm. we go. Uh, there's a line, Matt. Matt Barry just so fucking funny. He's so fucking funny. Well, and hey, by the way, there is on, like, yeah, go ahead. They get upset because they have to do more work than they thought. Uh, yeah. And he's like, I didn't become a vampire to lead the blah, blah, blah. I became a vampire to suck blood and fuck. Yeah, to suck blood and fuck. Uh, and it was, his delivery is so funny. It's if yeah, you I mean, like if you like Matt Barry, um, I don't know. Maybe you've already seen this, but Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is on it. Amazon and yeah, I watched like an episode. Peacock. It's fun. It reminds me yeah. of and maybe because I think it used to be on Adult Swim, but it reminds me of that Adult Swim feeling when you're like, oh, I'm watching something nobody fucking thought ever was going to get made. You know, yeah, totally. Uh, I really like that. Um, yeah, I really love the episodes. I uh, I think what's up, I thought was really I thought what was really interesting was Nandor Nandor. Um, the episode where they where he in the second episode where he keeps going they keep t- putting on the cloak and then he goes yeah. and talks to that girl. Uh-huh. That's that actor doing those impressions. It's yeah. not, it's not voiceover. Like I thought at really? first he did impressions of Matt Barry and impressive. of, of, uh, of Mark Prosh. Uh, yeah, that was so fucking funny. Um, 
it's also uh, fun uh, just getting dropped back in because I trying to catch up on all the season two story arcs and stuff. I was like, totally. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the little doll, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I really. Oh, it's so it's so perfect. It's such a great I mean, show. the show didn't make hasn't made our top six uh, end of the year lists every year. But by all accident. the years it's been out. Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, as a fluke. Um, and also, man, just uh, fucking Taiki Watiti stock right now yeah. is just like fucking uh, Gus Gus Edwards having level. threesomes with uh, fucking uh, Tessa Thompson and somebody whoever else. Who is the Isn't other? That, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, like in Thor and stuff, huh? There was those oh. photos of him on a on like a thing yeah. making out with Tessa Thompson and Rita Ora. Tessa and Rita are a couple. And they're both making out with him on like a, a balcony. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, on top of that, uh, Reservation Dogs is great. Yeah, uh, totally. So he's good. Working I... on that. Everybody loves everything he's done. Marvel wise. Yeah, yeah. He's got a Star War coming. Yeah. You know, uh, I believe in him more than I believe in most uh, uh, young directors at this point or youngish, whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the nerd landscape fucking loves taiki Watiti. we are yeah. all team taiki now did you see this weird quote the other day that um so moon knight's coming out for disney plus they're working on it still nice and uh ethan hawk is in it and ethan hawk commented somewhere where he, in an interview he's like in the 1960 or the 1950s if you were an actor you did westerns now if you're an actor you do marvel movies and people like got pissed off at him but he was like he was talking about more it's like no no this is just what you do as an actor yeah. Like it, it wasn't it, I don't think it was a slight because he's in it doing well, it, you know? Well, to be fair, uh Marvel fans are a little too defensive of oh boy. Yeah. uh shit on Twitter. And boy, do they love taking people saying something out of context, yeah, and and putting it on Twitter that might slightly criticize the state of uh certain things, like uh Oh, I'm drawing a blank. The Wonder Woman director, who's also doing oh, uh, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. The thing she made about because she said she doesn't uh, can, like she was being critical of streaming, streaming movies and stuff being released strictly for streaming platforms. Yeah, and yeah, and it doesn't help with the legendary status, which yeah, it doesn't. No, but also movies going straight to streaming, you lose a little bit of the, you know the hype and everything. You know what I mean? I agree to Look an at what extent. happened to the suicide squad. I agree to an extent, but also I think that in three years, we're not going to know how we're not going to, maybe we will because of the pandemic, but I don't think in three years we're going to remember how suicide squad was yeah. released. But again, it's just like, it feels like having that opinion when VHS came out being yeah. like, Oh, VCR. Well, people just care too much about, like I said, yeah. some of this shit. So, I do love everybody's uh, got to have a fucking opinion uh, so you can tear it down. Totally. Totally. Um, now, you didn't see this other shit. Did you watch the um, the what if Dr. Strange at all? No, it's very good. I really um, want to. I heard people. I saw a meme uh, saying basically, oh, what if episode three was pretty dark? And then they were like, yeah, but what if episode four? So I know it's got some yeah. good darkness going, which I like. Yeah. Well, it's and got it's, Doctor Strange. And you know? it's got uh, a thing I love in film is the Palm Springs, Groundhog Day, Doctor Strange, the the 
the, re- ah, the you fun. know what I mean? The return, yep. the rerunning of a thing. I love that edge of darkness. Yeah. Um, so I, so that's really cool. Uh, all the original cast is in it. That's really fun. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I really liked that series in a way that I didn't expect to at all. I find myself uh, more interested yeah. for that sometimes than I was for even the Bad Batch, being which I love the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I wanted the Bad Batch to be done, so I had the whole story. With this, it's kind of fun just to jump into the, you know, the most recent. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't wait to check it out. One to do it this afternoon. Uh, took a big old fat disco nap. You know, disco nap is that where you discos the pillows here? Uh huh. Um, now, so then if you didn't see any of this shit, thanks for this podcast, by the way, everybody, for Patreon and everybody that gives up. I uh, <laughs> had some ups in the money, by the way. I didn't tell you that, but that's exciting. Oh, no shit. Yeah, buddy. Um, Fuck, we're going to have to start producing something worth a shit. I know, right? And I was just going to be like, hey, we should uh, we should make these fuckers quicker. We got this this football season coming. I'm going to have like 17 rosters to set on Sunday morning. Uh, yeah, I know. It's going to be we're going to have to make it like a job which i kind of like it's kind of fun yeah um uh well they should get they should get jack because we got fucking next month is halloween candy that's oh yeah 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 john candy halloween candy um shang chi and the legend of the ten rings came out yes uh cannot wait to watch uh Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Cock Rings. Uh, <laughs> the the porn parody. Yes. Uh, same cast, which is pretty fun. Um, great buzz. Yeah. Too, on the Shang-Chi. yeah 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 great buzz on the uh, you know the Legend vibrator of the ten cock rings. You shove up your ass. Everybody uh, likes it. Sounds like there's a lot of cool shit going on. Sounds like it has some of the best fight scenes in any Marvel movie. Yeah, and I, I love the... the story behind how the guy got the role of Shang Chi. Oh, yeah. How he tweeted at them. It's the dude from yeah. Kim's Convenience, which is a really yeah. great Canadian sitcom. Um, also, OK, so here's my thoughts. I, I won't spoil nothing for you, but this is what I think. I went and saw it in the theater, saw it at the Nighthawk here in Brooklyn, uh, not the one over by where you used to live, the one over by where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it. I had a blast the whole time. At one point, I had to run to the bathroom and Stacy's not into these. You know, she's she's seen some of them, but she doesn't know yeah. anything. But I run to the bathroom and when I come back uh, without spoiling anything, a major thing happens, a major thing about halfway through the movie. And when it happened in the theater, everybody cheered. And Stacy was like, what the fuck? What is this? Why is this happening? And so I come back from the bathroom and she's like, and then I'm like, and I haven't looked at the screen yet. I'm like, oh, my God, is fucking Chris Evans in this or something. And then I look up and I see what she's taught the cameo she's talking about. And it was really awesome, but she was like, everybody went crazy. I didn't know what was happening. And that I just rules. and I stepped out for 15 seconds to piss, you know. Uh-huh. Um I've had uh, a uh, I knock on it. wood. Yeah. I've had a good stretch of not peeing at a movie for a while. I can't. I, I'm a pee guy, you know. Uh, yeah, me too. I was right there at the I'm beginning of it, right there before the at Rick. I've already peed four times this podcast. Yeah. Um, the uh I yeah, so my thoughts. I loved it. I thought it was really fun. I, uh, I thought the the cast. I I I've only seen Aquafina in like one or two things, and I haven't seen her in the Farewell, which apparently is amazing. But I I like her, but I was never like, but oh, she's a good actress. She's people fucking, don't. She's phenomenal in this, I think. And she, the humor in this is different than like, you know, like the remember in the first Avengers movie when it was kind of fun, when it was funny, and it felt like yeah. it was these people making jokes. 
in this, the humor feels very real and earned when it happens. Nice. Um, and I really like that. Um, and what I thought was awesome was movies over. I, I enjoyed it. I was happy with it, but I don't trust anything, especially because it's a, an Asian lead. And I'm like, well, the chuds are going to be horrible. So I go home and I was so stoked to look at the internet and find out that like Rotten Tomatoes loves it. The critics love it. And the audience score is high. Twitter seems to be praising it like crazy. And I was like, good, we did it. We won. We got a good movie that everybody is currently nice. okay with. Um, especially after which I didn't hate Black uh, Widow, but I didn't love Black Widow either. And th this I really had a great time. And so I think right. we will too. Right, right. Yeah. Black Widow was definitely a good like, uh, you know, hey, it's, I'm back and watching a Marvel movie, you know? Yeah. Remember that girl? What's that girl's name? Uh, um, YouTuber lady. Summer. Come no, it's like uh, comic book nineteen or whatever. You know what I'm uh -huh. talking about. She has a thing when she does talks about Marvel, where she met references Bro Marvel and like I don't know what her terms are, but there's like Bro Marvel, which is like Black Widow, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, all that stuff. And then there's like Cool Marvel, which is like WandaVision and stuff like this. And I feel like this kind of rides that line where it's not Bro Marvel, but it's also not like Doctor Strange. It's not like fucking yeah. with everything. Kind of, I guess maybe it's a little more like magical Marvel, but um. Yeah, really loved it. So I can't wait for you to see it. Also, there is after the credits shit. So, um, you know, all the way to the very end. I know that's a thing that sometimes it's like, oh, do we're still sitting here? Half the theater left. I don't understand it. I, I, I'm all right with that because that's when I get to jump on Twitter and read about the movie. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's it. And then uh, is there any other? I know there's another show that we were going to kind of mention quick because a uh, friend of the show, Mike Hawes, asked us to. Have you seen Titans at all? Yeah, yeah. I've been watching it uh, a lot recently. It's great anime. Attack on. Ooh. Yeah, I, I have a and any of the fucking live action CW shit I have not watched. Yeah. Well, this is actually now it was DC Universe. Now it is HBO Max. But yes, yeah, same idea. Greg Berlanti mm -hmm. produces. Uh, Mike apparently has led on Twitter to believe like, according to him, season three is great. Well, they got the I, red hood now, right? I saw him. Mm -hmm, the red hoods in it. I he, wanted, he, I watched causing a ruckus. I watched as season, the red hood does. I watched season one and I was like, this is not, this is okay. It'll get mm -hmm. better. Season two. I did not enjoy it all. I jumped into season three and in the first episode, it's interesting. I like the story. I even kind of like the actors, but it's like, there's like a scene where, OK, so me and you are you're Bruce Wayne and I am I'm a Nightwing. OK, mm -hmm. we're not in our costumes. We're just having a conversation. So just ask me anything. Oh, hey, uh, yeah. my name is my name is Dick. Uh, hey, Dick, uh, you want some of these chicken nuggies? Fuck, Bruce. What the fuck? Fuck. I don't want your fucking cheeky. Fuck. Fuck you, Bruce. Oh. Fuck you and fuck what you did to Gotham and fuck what you did to Tim. It's like. It's like a cartoon, a parody. The way they they're like, oh, we're edgy. So we're going to say fuck every third word uh, to the point yeah. where the scene becomes like a mad TV sketch. It kinda literally like, kind of like yeah. boobs in the first season of Game of Thrones. Very similar. What was oh, there's a great line in um, <laughs> there's a great line in Ted Lasso that I just watched where I uh, same idea, but it's for a different use where um, Roy, one of the, the players, cusses a shit ton he said he's giving a motivational speech but he cusses a lot 
And afterwards, he looks over at Ted and he's like, did I say fuck too much? And he's like, you know, you kind of did, but it's like uh, boobs and showgirls. A little ways in, you just get used to it and enjoy the plot. And <laughs> then the guy's like, you know, I dated Gina Gershon. And Ted Lasso's like, I respect you for that. <laughs> Pretty nice. fun. Well, um, yeah, but it's just it reminds me of if you've seen the new season of uh, Ted Robinson's I Think You Should Leave, the Detective Crashmore sketch. That's what it is. It's like just every other word is fuck. But it, but it doesn't. If the plot ruled, maybe we'd be OK with that. But it feels like it feels it makes me be like, I'm just going to go read. I literally would yeah. rather go read the Red Hood comic again than figure out the way they're going to put this story on its turn. So I'm sorry, Mike. And, I, and when it's all dropped, I will go back and rewatch it all. But um, I wish I could get into because I love some of those. I love the Flash still. I love Legends of Tomorrow. I'll watch every episode of it. You know, um, yeah. this is just kind of a different universe a little bit. Um, and then the other thing is tonight now is the series finale before we're, we're we haven't recorded yet. Tonight's the series finale of Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. Did they have any other episodes of recently or did they just take like a month off? They did. Uh, they I'm took like sure. three weeks or so and off. They're back. I did see they had the fun live action. Yeah. With uh, a promo clip with Christopher Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd. And then the kid from uh, he's in defending Jacob and he's in uh, Knives Out. And that was really fun, like seeing Christopher Lloyd do the Rick burp and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty rad. Um, so I'm excited for that. I'm going to watch that tonight. Uh, for being a show I never watched week to week. I am. I'm, I'm glad I did that with this season, of course, took a break and now figure, finish it off tonight. Um, well, damn. Was there any other trending shit this week? I, I looked at Darren's page too, DMZ, and I didn't even see much. Yeah, I don't think so, man. Yeah, I think we're I think we're okay. I'm gonna do one more quick. Um, Wilford Brimley died. Um, let's see. Okay, here we'll Wilford do Wilford Brimley or Willard Scott. Yeah, you're the yeah, yeah. Willard well, Wilford Brimley also died. Yeah. Uh also a great joke in Ted Lasso as they ask a player why he quit the team. And he's like, Well, as soon as I found out George Harrison died, I kind of had a, a, a crash. And I, I just couldn't really figure I had to figure out what I want to do. And they're like, but he died 20 years ago. And he's like, yeah, yeah. But I just found out. about it. <laughs> and I thought that was really fun. Yeah, you're right. Willard Scott died. Um, Fran Drescher became the SAG after president, which is weird because she's kind of anti-vax, uh, which is weird. Um, or she was not anti-vax. She was like, COVID's not real mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, oh, there's a LeVar Burton documentary coming out called if you were going to make a LeVar Burton Reading Rainbow documentary, what would you call it? You don't have to take my word for it. Butterfly in the Sky. Perfect, right? Butterfly in this guy? Yeah, Butterfly in the excuse, excuse me while I kiss in the sky. Um, hey, I've heard of Horse the Band, but Horse the Warmer? <laughs> the Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Kazi, Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammar Hole, Edward S., Joan, Emmett, Christina A., Hank Finch, Mike Hawes, Brian, Sofing, Adam S., Shank, and listeners like you. All right, buddy. Now, followers of us on Twitter mm -hmm. might have seen some beef happening this afternoon. Oh, yeah. We got... We got some Twitter beef on this and then, one. And then in the end, a surprise. Uh, somebody jumped on your side as a surprise. 
Ooh, you I, see I, that? I missed that. Well, so what happened was, okay, so today we're talking about uh, Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. I'd put in my top five favorite films. I watched it for the first time in June of this year. Wow. But I love it. I Maybe, maybe top 10, but I love it. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think the sequel is, is not better, but may it also as great, you know? Uh-huh. So... I threw this out there just as a fucking we were talking about a topic and I threw this out there thinking you wouldn't go for it. And you did. And then I was like, I got to rewatch. this. I just watched it a month ago or whatever. Um, and you apparently don't you. You had a hell of a time watching. this. Well, I took bait. I got no problem watching it because a uh, little bit of my background on Blade Runner. You know, watched it a good 15 years ago. Mm hmm. Saw Harrison Ford, science fiction, all this mm-hmm. stuff, and then watched it. And I was like, yeah, that's it was all right. Yeah. You know, there, now, there's, a, there's a lot of hype around this movie. Did you now both times when you mm-hmm. saw it 15 years ago and when you rewatched it for this episode, did you watch the director's cut or the original? Uh, I'm not sure of which cut I watched Uh 15 years ago, 15 years ago, but I watched on HBO Max. They have the final cut. That's right. OK, so that's there. Yes. And that's what I love. That's the only one I've seen. I've seen the videos on YouTube that are like, this is what's in the original cut where there's like voiceover corny and narration. Yeah. And they say the in he says the N word at one point. And you're like, um, but uh, and the ending is different in that one, too. Um, but I uh, so. You tweeted some fucking some old bullshit about. Uh-huh. Uh, let me see. I'll pull it up here. Pull it up. Um, let me see. I got a lot. You know, a lot of. Oh, boy. I tweeted some shit the other day that. Yeah, that's all. You want to tweet? Start Fun a fucking, comment threads. Start a war. Yeah, man. Uh, I literally touched everybody with that. You did. Because like the MAGA guys were on my side. The uh-huh. fucking leftists were on my side. Oh, yeah. The centrists were pissed off at me. And then a lot of people were just like, <laughs> this guy's a dumb fuck. Look at this idiot. Yeah. Um, tell me the school systems don't work without yeah, telling me the yeah, school systems yeah. don't work. And then Gideon <laughs> wrote something, replied like you're a dipshit or something. And then people like were favoriting his like or whatever. You know, a little disappointed you didn't plug the podcast in the thread. But I hey, didn't that's want life, to. <laughs> I didn't want to go into that. You know, hey, maybe we got a new listener right now. You know, I gained a lot of Twitter followers and off of it. Yeah, I'm sure they're, they're all going to be like, oh, they're going to talk about Blade Runner. Yeah, and then an hour I, later. Yeah, here we are. Um. So what did you say? I'm I'm trying. I'm having a hard What's time at, finding. You type in at Reamcore. Let me go. Then, Here we go. I got it. I got down. it. I got it. I got okay, it. Okay. I got it. You said uh, when I have a song stuck in my head, it's like I got a one track mind. Yes. No. <laughs> you said Blade Runner the movie acts as its own Voigt Kampf test because it makes me question if I'm an android or not due to how little emotion I have while watching it. It's very boring. And so I replied to your tweet. You are mm-hmm. stupid. This is a stupid take. Yeah. And then I replied with my my personal review of Blade Runner, which is Blade Runner, four and a half Kazis. And my my like review is Blade Runner, more like good as shit runner. This movie was good as shit. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, th- did. Oh, I had a nice reply to my oh, tweet. Own tweet yeah. Too. Some uh, some other. Uh, apparently you like to deal with uh, you're like a. Uh, one of those, uh, fuck Jerry, you're an aggregator now, huh? You just share other people's comedy, right? Uh-huh. Um, a reply of uh, uh, somebody media watching video Yeah. It's kind of funny. And people nodding off watching Blade Runner. Well, then what I replied with, la- or what somebody, somebody who joined your side 
was a character by the name of Patrick Hasty March 9th. So that's before I finished oh. watch the movie <laughs> with my preferred over the counter sleep aid is Blade Runner. There now, I don't remember I feeling do. that way. Yeah. I think I might have even said that on the podcast after I thought I, about it. I was more talking about my tweet where I said film noir, more like film boar. Yeah, that one really took the world by storm. Ten likes on that, dude. Um, on a your other one's better. Your other one's better. Oh, that was what you replied with. I got it. Your other one was 13. Um, fuck you, you fucking skunk. That's what our podcast tweet said. But yeah, um, but yeah so Blade Runner now. So let me ask you. What your experience? You saw it 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And at the time you were just like, this is whatever. Who cares? Yeah. And rewatching it today, you're you weren't like pumped for it. I was interested to watch it. It's, uh, you know, man, it's objectively a good movie. Yeah. It, it looks fucking beautiful. You know? Yeah. It's well acted, you know? I think the pacing is part of the thing I like about, mm -hmm. but I also have to be in a certain mood to get into that pacing. You know what I mean? Special effects are fucking fantastic. It looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, hands um, down some of the best pre uh, digital stuff you'll fucking see period. So this movie came out in 1980. Great, great score. Great score. This came out in 1982. Bit of a bore. June. Tw Shut up. June 25th, 1982. Came out the same weekend as John Carpenter's The Thing. Yep. Which is another movie we, we could easily do on this show. Oh, That'd yeah. That'd be a fun one. We haven't yet. Um, well, it came out the weekend after E.T. and the weekend before uh, Tron, mm -hmm. which we just did a couple weeks ago. I, I want to see the Brandon Ream cut of Blade Runner where it's 90 fucking minutes. Yeah, you definitely could have edited. And but it's it, also one of those things they paid just Rutger Hauer. <laughs> Rutger Howard kicks ass. Because anytime uh, it's anything other than Rutger Howard, the movie uh, is not as good. Rutger Howard is fucking fantastic. I think the movie rocks. Um, Rutger Howard's Roy Batty, more like Royal Batty. That guy's a badass. <laughs> I want to like this movie. Yeah. We're just not getting there right now, you know? So I like it. Same those... thing with 2049, you know? Oh. I want to like these movies. 2049 is a lot it has that pacing thing but that's also part of it uh again i gave 2049 four stars i give this four and a, or four causes i give this four and a half causes but 2049 i have rewatched three times this summer we could have done 2049 as a podcast and i wouldn't even have had to rewatch it again you know yeah um i like the you here's my thing i and it's partly why i liked akira so i enjoyed akira that's why i went and watched this for the first time was because I was like, I want to live in that universe. I love the world they've created. Mm -hmm. And it is the same world as alien the alien. It's a, it's in the same universe as alien also in the same universe as soldier, the movie yeah. soldier. Um, also and so, the same universe as legend. Is that true? Well, I don't know. They threw a fucking unicorn in there. As you're right. Scott, you're right. So same universe oh. as the last unicorn. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, so it's 2019, which is also interesting. This movie starts in 2019, November. Yeah. Same time COVID really kicked up. Mm -hmm. Makes you think. Um, 2019 and Rick Deckard, that's uh, uh, Harrison Ford's character. Who may or may not be a replicant. We don't know. Who's to say? It's not for us uh, to say. I do know if he is, the movie sucks shit. And if he isn't, uh, that's good. 
now I think I know for a fact, but I don't. It's one I saw some some review of it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that said um, it doesn't matter that you shouldn't give a shit. Is he a replicant or is he a human? The answer is yes, because that's the whole point of it all is that read the replicants by having feelings and stuff like that. Well, that you're getting a fucking human. ass kick, though, if he's a replicant, he's a yeah. shitty replicant. Well, they make him, you know, they do that. We don't know his rating. We know everybody else's rating. Roy's an A body type and an A mental type. You know, my favorite that speech Roy has at, at the, the end at the very sure you want to just oh. skip ahead to the very last scene of the movie when he's like, would you know my name? Yeah. If I saw if, you in heaven. Yeah, there are no tears in the rain in heaven. He says, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Yeah. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser gate. All those moments will be lost in time, like tears in the rain. Time to die. It's a very end of the movie. Um, Tannhauser gate is uh, referenced in WandaVision. The theater nice. that they go to is called Tannhauser, the Tannhauser gate. And it's referenced in a lot of various stuff, actually. Um, Tan- the battle of Tannhauser gate is a battle in the movie soldier. Um, so this movie takes place in 2007. The soldier in Soldier was born in two in like 97. He's like a replicant four or whatever they a Nexus four. And the uh baddie, uh Rutger Hauer is a Nexus six, if that makes okay. sense for you. Yeah, yeah. Um and then four so is he's less off than six. Yeah. So he goes off and fight. If you've never seen Soldier, <laughs> I watched it. It was the first movie I made out through the whole movie with a girl in middle school. Mm-hmm. But um Hey, I rewatched you take it a, couple- a girl. You look at Kurt Russell and then yeah, you get your shit going. That's I rewatched right. soldier like a month ago and really enjoyed it. It was, right. it was directed by the same person who wrote this movie. Now I don't know. My if favorite part the of the person, movie but, yeah. is, uh, you know, uh, Deckard. He's eating some noodles oh, hanging out. I don't like rain. noodles and those noodles look good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't like macaroni and cheese. Yeah, I do. I don't think I would like the noodles. I don't think I would like the noodles that he's eating. Okay. All right. All right. Anyways, like street noodles, I would never order, but I think they look delicious the way he eats them. Edward James almost shows up. Let's know he's got to come out of retirement. And he talks. uh, Edward James almost has that. uh, It's called like city speak. They made up like a fake language that's like Chinese, Spanish and American all mixed together because Mm -hmm. that's what people would speak then. Uh, Edward James almost almost uh, has a pretty pocked up face. Yes, he me. does. He does. I love him. He's in uh, Battlestar. He's the the Adima, the captain. I only, in Battlestar. I only know he's got a fucked up face because and uh, this is where I mostly know Edward James almost from is a throwaway joke in the first Halloween episode of South Park. Oh, really? They make fun of him in there. Uh, yeah, the first episode where the zombies break out and Kenny becomes a zombie. Oh, weird. Uh, he wins the Halloween costume contest for dressing up as Edward James. Almost. That's fun. He, <laughs> uh, I really like Edward James almost. Uh, and I love him in this. He's, in, he's in the season of uh, Dexter where I fell off. Oh, I've never watched Dexter. We talked him about and me- Colin Hanks. We talked about me watching. I love Colin Hanks. He's great. Chet Hayes's brother. <laughs> yo, um, yo. the so. uh so mm at walsh is in it mm i'm at walsh plays bryant who's like his super advice his super uh yeah uh, i love the conversation yeah between uh him and 
fucking Deckard, where he's explaining to Deckard, the Blade Runner. Yeah. What a replicant is. Yeah. Because he would know that already. Yeah. Right. And it's it's like, oh, well, thank you. I don't know anything about Blade Runners or I mean, uh, replicants. I think uh, he's more explaining the Nexus six and where uh, that fits in because he's done Blade Runners before. But the replicants were different before. These ones are like. The interesting things about these one, the Nexus sixes is they only had a four year lifespan. So technically now I might be crazy, but they could have just done fucking nothing. Yeah. And like by Christmas the next year, they would have all been dead because mm-hmm. that because Rugger Howard dies naturally and they were all born within like three and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, Apparently, yeah. I just got to watch this movie uh, from what I've read. Uh, I got to watch this movie 17 more times and it'll get a little bit better each time. Well, so, okay. So we'll just go through the beats then. If you uh, obviously want to just skip ahead to the end. Um, so Deckard is basically, he's retired as a cop. He's out, mm-hmm. but they great bring him du- back in. Great fucking duster. Great duster. Uh, great hair. Looks really good in this. Also, the yeah. fucking poster slash box art. Oh yeah, totally. Blade Runner. I mean, like I said, it's an objectively great movie. Yeah. Uh, and that poster or box art, I'd seen a million times too. It's yeah. very eye catching at a blockbuster. Totally. I'm surprised I didn't watch it earlier. Well, this came out, as we said, this came out the week after e- ET and it got yeah. wiped. It's got its ass kicked. And so There's it never, a, um, it didn't start yeah. getting its due till it was like midnight release. And then it became a cult classic. Like mm-hmm. it came out in 82 by 85. Cool. It was a midnight movie cult classic. Yeah, it also had like a the weirder cuts of it as well. Yeah, yeah, as time went on and stuff too. Other other once they started doing the director, the once Ridley Scott got his version back or whatever and got to take out the the narration and stuff, which apparently Harrison Ford didn't like the movie when it came out. Yeah. Uh and then Apparently like, he didn't like the movie while he was doing the movie. No, he didn't like, enjoy doing it, but he, he, he didn't, he didn't like doing... Ridley Scott and he didn't like the script. Sean Young. Oh, yeah. Well, he didn't. It's and unclear if he Harrison didn't like Ford's Sean Long Young. He, he just didn't like that Sean Young was hired because she was too new of an actress. But it doesn't. I think because I think they worked together again later. So I'm sure that that was fine. But have you noticed this about Blade Runner? Huh. Uh, OK, here's a. Anytime Deckard, yeah, right, yeah. meets a female replicant, yeah, they go from having really well done hair to crazy hair. All three of them sure. at one point get crazy Their hair change from being yeah yeah Daryl Hannah yeah uh, her hair is fine the entire movie but when she's cartwheeling the entire she gets time, crazy hair Dan when she she's becomes got a, crazy hair when she becomes a Joker sidekick. Stripper snake lady. So you're talking about Zora. That was Pris. Now you're talking about Zora. Yeah. Stripper snake lady. Mm-hmm. She's got great hair when she's coming off stage with the snake and everything. Yeah. And he's playing that weird character for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, and then he's trying to get information. As- you dumb fuck. There's a hundred percent of reason there. Yeah, but she doesn't know him. He does. You're right. He doesn't have to do a voice. I still think it's I still think it's warranted. Yeah, it's fun. Whatever. This is my favorite. Here's the only Ford fun movie. part of the movie. So. This is my favorite Harrison Ford movie other than the three original Star Wars films. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is interesting. I never, I, I bet and, you though that that's and then a her thing. hair gets frizzed out. And then when uh, fucking what's her nuts comes over, Rachel, 
Rachel. Rachel. They fucking uh, her hair gets all and her hair gets all crazy. So yeah. Uh, um some things that I thought was interesting. I don't know what to do because I don't I mean we can just go over the movie like with all my yeah, notes. Yeah, we'll stuff. G- we'll keep going plot. You know, there's uh you're doing a good job of explaining. So shit the that movie I didn't pick so it up. opens so it opens with one of the Nexus six. The so there's the one of the one of the yeah. Good character actor. I can't remember all the shit he's in, but he's yeah. got a face, I tell you. So so these um so basically these Nexus, they were like soldiers and like work, they were like slaves. One was Pris was a sex slave or whatever. And then they break away, they they have a revolt and they hide they're hiding on Earth. So the they're trying to find them. The Blade Runners are trying to find them. They use the Voight, whatever it's called, the Voight. You tweeted about it. Yeah. That test, the Voight Conf test, which is a way to just like I could ask you all these questions and then based on your responses and how your eyes twitches, I can tell if you're a human or a replicant. Mm -hmm. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly. And one of them kills him. And, you know, that's where the movie kicks off. So now it's Harrison Ford's got to track these fuckers down. All these they're all like in Los Angeles in 2017, um, 2018, whatever, or 2019. Um, Bring them in for retirement. Retirement, which is basically just killing them. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he's telling him he's got to do this. He's like, but first you got to go over to the company um, that. Uh, oh, yeah. So the ones that are missing are that guy. I can't pull his name. Leon. Um, Roy, who is Redger Hauer, Zora, mm-hmm. and then Priz, who is Daryl Hannah. Uh, but he's like, but first you got to go over to Terrell, who's the company that owns this, who by the time like Alien comes around, the Terrell company and uh, what's it called? We, you know, what I'm talking about the company. Oh, from- the Terrell company is the bad company from Alien. Well, they've merged at that point. There, there okay. were two different companies, Way Weymorth or something, and Terrell mm-hmm. has merged, and now that's that horrible company. But um, uh, he want they want him to go talk over there because they have a replicant six two that they want to do the test to to find out. And usually, when you do this test, you can find out within twenty questions if right. the, the thing is a replicant or not. And with they go over there and they meet Rachel. And when they do that, Sean Young, and when they do it with Sean right. Young, it's all he does over 100 questions before he realizes. And then he, he finds out it. that she used to be a kicker for the Miami Dolphins. That's right. She and she's friends with Dan Marina, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Marina. Um, and she's a babe. Oh, boy. Sean Young. Good hair. Yeah. Hot as hell. Um, love those shoulder time. pads. I every female in this other than I don't Good costume love, designs. Across I don't the love Zora the the stripper lady when she's when she is the stripper lady i don't yeah. love that look but everybody else i think is awesome in this um you can pa uh, especially the there's some really good cinematography going on yeah in the tyrell building totally when, yeah. when they got like the light coming in that big boardroom type shit you can like yeah. pause it 10 different times and it's, and it's like got art if you like this movie too if you love that kind of art and style and stuff, which is all based off of like Red or uh, R- uh, Ridley Scott based off of like the old heavy metal cartoons and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. And like literally one of those artists is the guy that designed it all. Then in 2049 and in, in the sequel that came out a couple of years ago, Blade Runner 2049, it's all that stuff. But with today's CGI doing it, but not going crazy. So it yeah. looks really good. Yep. Um, oh, and yeah, so yeah. I really love it. I really love the 2049 world. looked fantastic they all i wish our i wish our dystopian end of times looked like that instead of what it looks like now you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i don't like this dystopian times i want that dystopian times um 
But he, Decker realizes that Rachel does not know that she is a replicant and doesn't believe it. And she's like, I have memories of my mom, blah, 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 you know? Uh, and he's like, whatever. And then when he questions Terrell, the old CEO of it, um, Terrell quotes uh, Hillbilly Deluxe and says that we're trying to make them more human than human. That's Astro Creep 3000. That's what I said. White Zombies album, Astro Creep 3000. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and so then he's and, and so then at that point, Deckard's kind of like, oh, these guys are fucking dicks, you know? Um, uh, yeah, because they're implanting memories as well mm-hmm. into the replicants. They, so. Yeah, they, that comes up later. You find out that all of her, Rachel, all of her memories from childhood yeah. are actually Terrell's niece's memories. Now and the he, reason I want to like this movie is the, is the themes on uh, what it means to be human and stuff, too. You well, know, that's why uh, that's why it doesn't matter if Deckard is a human or not, because all of them by having. And I think the second movie deals with this way in more in depth, but. Rachel is a replicant, but she and and Rudger Hauer's character, once they became sentient, they were human. It doesn't matter. They had they should have had the same rights as everyone else. And I think that's kind of the point that is. um, And that's what the whole rain speech is about. You know, there's a part where so 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 he's trying to track these people down. So he goes to Leon's hotel room and he finds a snake thing. And then it becomes that's like an adventure thing. But then Rudger Hauer him. They're going. They go to the uh, is the guy from uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. They go yes. to the the scientist who creates the eyes for the replicants. And he's working like in a freezer room and they go there. And Rutger Hauer has a great line where he says, oh, uh, yeah, he's like, I've seen if you could only see what I've seen with your eyes. And I yeah. love that. Um, and he's trying to find out because what they want, basically what the Nexus six want is they want to not basically die. die in a couple months uh yeah. they want to be human they want to have a shot and and he's like i i fought i did my we did our work we just want to live um and he's fear fear of death which is a very human trait um and then deckard returns to the apartment and by then rachel's there and that's when she's like uh she's like i am not a replicant i have memories and that's when he tells her that it's these nieces memories and he does it by being like when you were four years old, you and your brother were in the basement and you dared him to show her, her your hit to pull down his pants and he did it. But then you didn't do it. And you've never told anybody about that. And she's like, uh, what? And then he's like, one time you saw a snake ha- have eggs and then the eggs had spider. and then the baby snake or spider. And then the baby spiders ate the mom of the spider. And she's like, oh, why? How do you know that? And he's like, yeah, that's not your fucking memories, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Um, and then what my favorite things in this movie, one of my favorite things is uh. Priz, who is young Daryl Hannah, uh, young Neil Young's wife. And uh, when she she's hiding to go meet um, William Sanderson's character, who has Benjamin Button disease, where he's like 25, yeah. but looks 35. And he I like uh, how you knew that character actor's name. Oh, yeah. Well, he's great because other stuff, but he's great and stuff. Well, he's great in Deadwood. But here's the most interesting thing, I think, especially based on this movie is he is from Newhart and Coach. He's I'm Larry. This uh, is my brother, Daryl. Yep, this is yep. my other brother, Daryl. And he's in the scenes with Daryl Hannah. Right. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Sebastian. This is my friend, Daryl. Right. What? What fun? Yeah. Um, And he is a guy. He works with the the. Um, he's kind of like a genius when it comes to the bodies. And so when they go up to his apartment, yeah. he lives in an old abandoned building and there's all these like creepy toys and everything and creepy 
androids that are his friends, he says. Yeah. Um, he's kind of a lonelier guy, lonely guy, losery guy. But she's like kind of uh, not, I don't know, kind of romanticizing him, kind of, you know, whatever. But because they want to get information from him, basically, and they want to yeah, be able they, to get they wanna, to. They know that they can he can get them to Tyrell. Tyrell, because he plays, I think it's like chess, right? He plays chess with him. Well, it's kind of like uh, it's got that whole fucking Prometheus thing, too, where yeah. it's like meet your maker type yes, shit. Exactly. You know? Yeah, totally. Totally. They want to get him because they think he can give I mean, them longer life. I'm more of a Tony Scott guy. I just need some fucking danger zone. Yeah. You know, Goose. They had another brother, too, that died, apparently, because that's why he made this was he was working on Dune, uh, which is if you didn't love this experience. Brother, don't watch Dune from 1983 or whatever, because you will fucking shit your pants if you didn't love this this experience. Um, well, again, it's a boring movie, but at least it's good to look at and it's got a good score. And then there's moments like, well, where it's just like, come on, we don't need. Well, there is. That's the thing is it's it it feels like a director's cut. This movie's like two hours Enhance. on the nose. It could Enhance. be an hour and twenty five. Forty five degrees, right? But but you got to think though if you're you're Ridley Scott and it's 1982 or 81 or whatever yeah you're showing and, off well you're making this movie and you paid fucking eighty thousand dollars for each scene of that you're like we're gonna put all that in <laughs> like that's yeah. all going in um you know what I mean it's probably why all these like why the prequels have such bullshit scenes because it's like well no 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 the pod race every fucking thing we animated is going into this scene because we spent a million dollars on it you know. Um, but so then he's still trying to find them, find the Nexus six to get rid of them. And then at the same time, he's told by MM Walsh to kill Rachel that he needs to end Rachel also. And he's like, no, nah, I don't really want to do that. Uh, and what's funny is yeah, that going, wasn't part of our deal. Going back to, um, Sebastian, going back to I'm Larry. This is my brother, Daryl. This is my other brother, Daryl. He's got all these things around. He's kind of like Tommy pickles dad. If, she would have died during pregnancy. You know? Yeah. If he didn't have a kid and a wife, he just makes creepy ass toys that run totally. around his building all the time. Midgets um, and costumes. Yeah. Um, and then so then Deckard's back home again and he has this like fantasy about this unicorn out of the blue. He just has like a dream. He starts thinking about this unicorn, which is weird. And then then he's like, OK, I'm going to start looking again. So he goes back to the Leon's apartment. Well, it's not that weird. Ridley Scott just directed Legend. You're right. And that's in the same universe. Hey, by the way, I realized this Predator 2. Uh, the captain in Predator 2 is the same as the captain from Lethal Weapon. Huh. Isn't that weird? And then he's it an is. L.A. cop in both. It's got a very like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, this is weird. Hmm. Tom Cruise was in Ridley Scott's legend. Yeah. And a couple years later, he's in his brother's movie. Top Gun. Top Gun. Damn it. Damn it. Here he had a car stolen on set for Mission Impossible. And there was a cut, like an edit of Top mm -hmm. Gun in it. The sequel. I think the real Mission Impossible is the theatrical release of Top Gun Maverick. I think the real Mission Impossible. It got would be, pushed back again. I think the real Mission Impossible would be asking Tom Cruise to name his kids. Because I bet he can't. I bet he's like, oh, fuck. I feel like oh, there's do you a think Jamie. his wife named him. No, I'm just thinking that uh, he probably doesn't remember that he's got two probably grown up children by now with uh, Nicole Kidman. Uh, OK, so he has this he has this weird 
dream about this unicorn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he finds this uh, the snake thing they found. He tracks down basically Zora, kills Zora on the, in the street, kind of fucked up wise, really. Um, shoots her in the back in the street. Yeah. Um, then he sees Rachel and Leon tries to kill him, but then he fights him and then he kills uh, right before Leon kills Deckard. Yeah. Rachel. We shoots well, him. Uh, Yeah. After an hour of meandering through the movie, we kill off two of the replicants. Yep. Like we get nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they re- they go back to Deckard's apartment and they have this like a long talk. And that's when uh, Rachel like wants to leave. But instead, Harrison Ford kind of assaults her sexually for a moment. Uh, and she's apparently into it. We don't know her brain theory on it, but it's yeah. that scene that is so uncomfortable. That's in a lot of movies where it's like, let me go. And instead, he like hits her. Yeah. And then they make out. And then it's like I army guess, of darkness had it. Yeah. It's like that's what romance used to be, I guess, or how they used to present it in movies and stuff. Maybe because rape is so part prevalent. of prevalent of culture. culture that it used to be just perceived well, as like look at the uh, I know it's been uh riffed on but the old like oh yeah you should have heard how my grandparents totally met, you yeah know? yeah yeah my grandpa held her down for two weeks and then finally until she agreed yeah she, he locked my grandma in a basement for two weeks yeah until she agreed to go on a date on the ferris wheel and then they yeah. did yeah 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 fucking uh it's <laughs> the uh notebook is the same way the guy oh i've never seen the notebook creep. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, he hangs himself from a Ferris wheel with threat of death until she agrees to go on a date with him. Is that true? Yeah. There's this one movie. I don't remember what it's called, but I watched this movie one time where this guy was so fucking horny that he climbed a tree and peeped on his mom when she was a little girl. <laughs> Back to the future, too. That's <laughs> not one. what happened. Hey. He saved his dad. From falling, it's uh, not this, how. That's not this how tree, I... this this door in the new room that I'm set up in doesn't shut the best, and uh, the dog boy, keeps coming this in. Dog just likes to come in. That's not how I remember Back to the Future, brother. The big, we got a big guest here. She's a big dumb animal, folks, isn't she? I love her. Uh, oh wow, All that right, was her. That was shy saying hello. Cords. Oh geez, here we go. Yeah, you can you can in a, if you need to take a step to get her out of the room or something, you can. No, uh, this door just doesn't uh, shut all the way. Yeah. Put your so she likes to come in here and then eat my shoes. Uh, you know she likes soul food. That's pretty good. Okay, uh-huh. you're back now. Uh-huh. Um, uh, they go back to Deckard's apartment, and that's when they the sexual assault happens. But it's not; it's romance, whatever. Yeah, and she's an android, fuck. so she doesn't she, have rights. Yeah, they fuck right. And um, at the same time, uh, Roy Rutger Hauer goes to Sebastian's place. Now, all this time, Daryl Hannah has been hanging out at Sebastian's place. The the toy guy. It is funny. Too, and getting friends. Like Harrison Ford's vibe. Sorry to nope. throw you off right there. But uh, this is the, like one of the worst episodes era. we've ever done. So I think anything's going to help. Uh, Indiana Jones. He's kind of the same way where he's like a dick to the women until they fall for him. Yeah. Uh, he, he totally nags Princess Leia. I think this is the first movie I've ever seen Harrison Ford in where he acts. I feel like he's actually <laughs> acting in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he, here's my imitation of him acting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, his face. Yeah. Every time he's getting roughed up, he's like. Yeah. 
Hey, I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Yeah. I need to watch that movie again. I wonder if that's good. The Fugitive? Yeah. Sure. Remember, do you know how that, do you remember the joke with Scrubs with it? How the janitor from Scrubs, that actor, Neil Flynn, plays oh, yeah. a, a cop in The Fugitive. And there's a part where he's on a train and he goes, Kimball? And he tries to shoot him. And then I think he gets killed. And there's an episode of Scrubs where JD's watching The Fugitive and sees that. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he goes and shows him. And the janitor's like, you're crazy. I'm not an actor. You're insane. And then at the end of the episode, he yells at him and no one's around except for them two. And in the hallway, the janitor just gets on one knee and goes, Kimball. And then so I think this episode's fine. It's perfectly fine. Uh, sure. Um, so what happens is uh, then now uh, Priz, Daryl Hannah's character has been talking Larry and my cousin Daryl and this my other brother Daryl or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's been like getting in his ear and like make, being friends with him, living there for a couple of days. Now all of a sudden Roy, Rutger Howard's character, who is her boyfriend, shows up and is like, hey, listen, you're going to fucking uh, you're going to get us to Terrell so we can talk to him. And so they're like, he's like, okay, I guess. Um, Terrell's you- kind of a dummy too, where it's just like, oh, so this guy's just showing up in the middle of the night. Yeah. He, yeah. He's a dipshit. He's a I'll rich, let him in. He's a, he's a rich dipshit. He's oh, that yeah, thing yeah. where Good he's like, scene. yeah, I, I, I really liked watching Tyrell get his fucking skull crushed in. Yeah. By yeah, Roy. yeah. Yeah. Totally. Me too. Um, and then they basically, that's when you find out that for sure they have the four year lifespan and that it's on, you can't change it. Yeah, and so, go to school. Um, and so Roy says that he's done questioning things. Uh, and then <laughs> there goes Terrell. Um, Roy kisses Terrell first, but and then kills him, which is kind of like kissing your, you know, it's that thing we talked about, Prometheus, whatever, meeting your maker thing. Yep. Um, maybe that has something to do with the fact that Ridley Scott's got so many dead brothers. Maybe that's part of it. Like, you know, um, uh, Deckard is later told by Bryant that Sebastian's been killed too. The toy maker guy is also yeah. dead. Which you is find that a bummer. We- yeah, you didn't need that line because we don't actually see him get killed. Yeah, so you could just think that he got away or whatever. Well, in the ream um, cut, uh, Sebastian's fine. Yeah, he's um, hanging out with with his creepy ass toys. I watched on YouTube a couple nights ago. Somebody has edited the prequels into like a two hour long movie, and uh-huh. it is fucking dog shit. And it was one of those things where I was like, well, this might be interesting, just somebody's take on it. But it seems like they don't even understand basics of editing or plot at all. Like there's it takes out all structure. So it just becomes a nightmare by like 30 minutes. And I was like, I can't fucking deal with this, you know, mm-hmm. um, really bad. Like they just took out the shit they didn't like. But then that means you're 40 minutes in and not one thing of plot has happened yet. Yeah. Um. Okay, so here we go. We're back into Blade Runner. Um, bef- uh, they're in the, the, the building now. They're in Sebastian's old apartment, which is in this old building that's kind of half dilapidated. Creepy. And Deckard goes there. Um, he, tells Rachel to go, he tells Rachel to go hide at his place, basically. And then he goes there to, get, to, to stop it. Yeah. And they have this long fight. And he kind of gets his ass kicked by Rutger Hauer a bunch of times. Oh, um, Daryl Hannah first. Daryl Hannah first, and she's doing those fucking flips and shit. And I Which forgot. Her. Yeah, it, it's kind of pointless, but yeah. it looks good. It looks good. Daryl Hannah was one of my first big crushes, and I realized I haven't seen Splash in a million years. But I wonder what that's if that holds up. Ron Howard directed picture, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's on Disney Plus, but edited because of her butt. 
Is that true? Yeah, they add fake digital hair to cover her butt. Wait, so that she's got a big hairy ass? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny. Um, okay, so uh, so then Deckard goes over there. Uh, they're fighting. They end up up on the roof. They fight from like a bathroom, and it's this long. He's just getting an ass kicked. Yeah, it's great it's just, too. It's this long fight, and then One they're the up on the roof. Best scenes in the movie. Something happening mm-hmm. the entire time, and it's full of Roy. Yeah, that's uh, all we want. Roy jumps. They go from one roof to the next. Roy jumps. Deckard almost misses it, but catches it. Roy pulls him up, and then that's Roy expiring. He's going to die. He's Mm -hmm. not going to live. Not because Deckard killed him, but because it's time. The four years is up. And um, that's when he gives the speech, the I've seen things people wouldn't believe. And then the uh, uh, I watch the sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser gate. All the moments will be lost in time like tears in the rain. And that is a great little monologue. And this year at the Oscars, um, that was one of the things that everybody said to cut. Apparently, apparently, like producers in the studios were like, you got to cut that. That's not that's shit. And during the Oscars this year, uh, Harrison Ford gave up the Oscar for like best best screenplay or something. Mm -hmm. And he quoted that scene. He says that Rutger Hauer quote. Yeah. And then was like improvised. He was like, yeah, exactly. Allegedly. It's it's based off of another thing. It's based off of some quote, but Rudger Hauer came with it. Yeah. And Harrison Ford's basically like studio told us to cut that out. And that's like one of the most iconic things of this movie. Yeah. Um, and it uh, is too. I mean, just the idea that in that moment, yeah. Roy also is such a lover of life. Yeah. That he's he a human, values dude. Deckard's life. Exactly. He's a human. He's he a human. him. He's a human being at that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what the that's what I love about this so much is it's like and that's why, like, obviously, they're different universes. But if you tried to take the thought philosophy of this, put it in Star Wars. What are they doing? to All these droids, like all these droids are just slaves at oh, all God. times. You know, <laughs> it's uh, fucking crazy, especially if you talk about the droids in uh, Clone Wars. Or what about the droids? Where... In, what about Solo? Where? Yeah. She is self-aware enough to try to lead a revolution of droids. Yeah. She also is getting fucked by Lando and or fucking Lando. Well, there's, there's a scene in the Clone Wars series yeah. where there's three droids getting ready to show down with Anakin. And it's like, uh, but there's three of us and one of him. And then one of the droids like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> we're it's, if you try we're to... all going to get cut in half by this Jedi. Yeah. It's, uh, it's similar to like if you take that they, logic and they, move it to yeah. Earth and it's like all these cows were just killing and eating. That's kind of weird, right? Like if you they, think about it too long. Yeah. Uh, boy. Um, Don't watch pig videos if you like bacon, baby. That's right. Um, they frolic. Yeah. Uh, also, don't watch pig videos. I don't eat bacon and I still don't need to see what those fuckers are up to. Babe. Babe's a good one. Speaking of dead animals. I love John Goodman. Um, squirrels in Des Moines are suicidal. Mm, Rest Uh, in peace. One of them ran under my tire the other day. I can't avoid them. It's really annoying. I understand. Go ahead. Uh, as long as you're not purposely doing it, I mean, sometimes things happen. No, Um, I try. It's really hard. I get it. Uh, I've killed. I've hit animals with my car next. Yeah. So, anyways, he finds an origami unicorn. So what happens is Edward James almost shows up at the end. Um, and he talks and uh. He tells her him that he thinks Rachel's gone, that he got that Rachel's gone dead, basically. 
And he goes, it's too bad she won't. Or he tells her that Rachel's also going to die. And Edward James almost says that. But then Edward James almost says it's too bad she won't live. But then again, who does? And so it's kind of like we're all going to fucking die. And there's this whole trend that I don't on first watch. I didn't really see on second watch. I did where Deckard starts slowly trying to think, is he because he's like, are my memories also planted and fake? Am I a replicant? And it's well, him it also falling plays into, that. into last Tuesday theory. So tell me that uh, where the universe, you can't unprove the fact that the universe was created last Tuesday. I like that. I've never heard of that, but I like that. Is that from something, a book, a TV show, a movie or uh, an episode of Vsauce? Okay. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Deckard goes back to his place and sees Rachel. She's asleep at his, at his on his bed. They decide to leave together to just get out. They're going to leave the city. Yeah, They're done. He's not going to be a cop. He wants to get the fuck away from all this stuff. They leave. And as they walk out on the floor in the entryway of the apartment, is uh, a origami unicorn. Mm-hmm. And and so that's like, okay, so Edward James almost left him this. Does that mean that Edward James almost knows that his memories are bullshit, just like how he knew her memories were bullshit? Okay. Is it a coincidence? What is it? And then the elevator, they leave. They, I think they kiss in the elevator and it ends. Now, in the, in the original cut, they drive off together and it's like, we get out of the city and, you know, I think maybe it even says something like I wasn't a replicant, but she was or whatever the fuck. Um, but I love this ending. I mean, when you watch the sequel, which we don't need, that's a whole other ball of wax. But Harrison Ford is in the Indiana Jones sequels that came out years later. He's in the Star Wars sequels that came out years later. All that stuff, right? Yeah. Indiana or Harrison Ford in Blade Runner 2049 is brilliant. And again, best acting I've ever seen out of him. And the way this story is is dealt with in 2049 is awesome. It's one of those things where it makes this, it's just like Rogue One, makes this movie even better because of the way that they dealt with the story of that. So, um, and then that's that's the end of it. That's the end of Blade Runner. Um, But he's not a replicant in 2049, right? Uh, I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to say anything because it, it doesn't really matter. But then also I know in the book, he's not mm-hmm, yeah. allegedly. But in the book, he also has a uh, wife. Ford, and he never shit. was. Harrison uh, Ford says he was kind yeah. of something that built up in the culture. And then Ridley Scott was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's also I think I, I and again, I, I watched a video where a smart person explains this movie and I loved their take on it. Yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. That's what we're and doing so, now. Exactly. Um. And also, I just don't because I I've seen 2049 a bunch, but I don't want to like. I don't want to tip what I think of it because I don't want to give up. I could be completely wrong in the way I'm interpreting certain things, Mm -hmm. but but you're not because that's how you take in art anyway. And another thing is, yeah, all of reality go through your own filter. 2049 also deals with from the get go. You're like, oh, this guy is a replicant. And so the you the Ryan Gosling character. And it kind of turns, it kind of uses the conversation about Blade Runner is plot points in this movie in very interesting ways. Also, I'd say Blade Runner 2049 is the fuck me other than Fight Club. The only movie I like Jared Leto in, like the only movie I've ever seen him in that I don't think is dog shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's pretty good in it because he plays a fucking insane person. Um, yeah. And the director, another thing. So this is kind of all ties together before we get out. 
Um, the director of Blade Runner 2049 is, uh, uh, what's his fuck, Dennis Villanueva, who, because Blade Runner 2049 was so good, he's now directing the Dune movie that comes out in October. Yeah. And that's where it all starts was Ridley Scott was directing the Dune movie, turn this movie down, his brother dies, he quits Dune and then makes this movie. So it's kind of like this weird full circle thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so so that's I thought all that was really interesting. Um, uh, I agree a hundred percent. It's definitely slow. You get you can't watch this movie at night, obviously, from that tweet from March where I was trying over and over. But this feels like a movie that I would turn on anytime and jump in because it's I just love this universe so much. I love this world so much. You know, right? Um, yeah. And I love Ridley Scott. Like, honestly, I just watched Kingdom of Heaven not too long ago and really enjoyed it. I'd say the only movie of his that I don't. I mean, I'm not going to say love, but the only movie of his that I don't really like that I've seen is uh, The Martian. Alien Covenant. Covenant was all right. It wasn't great, but it was still it's the worst alien movie, I think, is better than a lot of other movies. Yeah, well, he I mean, that's his style anyways, is he makes genre films. Yeah. And then freaking makes them more slow and arty. Well, that's what's weird is he because he did The Martian and I feel like The Martian does not at all feel like a movie that he, he produced it, but it right. does not at all feel like a movie that he like. It doesn't like, like it, it doesn't feel anything like a, 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 a Ridley Scott movie. It's a solid uh, three causes for me again, three just causes, for wow. yeah, just for the production. At, what, would know, be, and, what would be what would be the themes and uh, you know the acting, and of course Roy. Koopa. What would be a five Kazi movie for you, other than Monty Python? What is a non-comedy or a straight, you know, an action or a sci-fi that you would call five causes? Oh boy, uh, I am a child, and uh, you know, this is better than The Godfather. This is one of those. Okay. I don't know. Uh. So you think this is better than The Godfather? I, I was trying to think of the last movie that I... I'm trying to think of movies that I like that uh, are serious and yeah. uh, pretty much the entire way through. And uh, I'm going to tell you, there's not very many that I can think of. I think I would probably give Godfather a one. So what I've learned is, because I'm doing this letterbox stuff, is I tend to everything... If I enjoy it, like Shang-Chi, Suicide Squad 2... Uh, you know, the, the new Suicide Squad, three and a half stars. Three and a half stars is a movie that I really like. I think it's great. I have a good time with it. It's not bad at all. It's a good yeah. movie that I would recommend. When you get to four stars, four Kazis, now that's a movie that I really like. You know, I really like Blade Runner 2049. Um, I really like Alien 3, which I know some people don't. When we start talking about five stars, there's literally like, Princess Bride and but like there's nothing. Princess Bride maybe what we do in the shadows maybe high fidelity maybe those are my only five star five causes. Um, so Blade Runner I give four and a half causes and I I'm I'm fine with that you know. Yeah. It's almost perfect in my eyes, but to me a three and a half movie is a great movie you know. Hey maybe the next time I watch it uh, I'll, I'll need to be in a theater and not hungover on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Well also it'd be interesting to watch this. I want to watch the original version now just for a comparison because I've never, mm -hmm. ever seen it. Um, 
And uh, yeah, that's a thing. Stacey and I were just talking about this last night. Like, why aren't every, why isn't every theater doing throwbacks? Yeah, I don't know. Like, is there some law that like AMCs can't fucking show Back to the Future 2? Who knows? Because I would watch. People love watching old movies. In me the too. Yeah. And, and especially right now in the pandemic, because like not a lot of movies are coming to theaters. Not a lot of movies are being out. And it's like, I would go to the, I feel safe going to the theater vaccinated with my mask on. I would go every week if there was something good at playing every yeah. week. And and if there's not a new food movie, which there's not, like, fuck, literally show me uh, Terminator 1 in the theater. I'll go see it. I didn't get to see one before I was born, you know? Yeah. Goddamn. Well, that's Blade Runner. I hope you guys are happy with how we did that. I I'm I, I still think it's a fantastic movie. Um, Next week is... Uh, I think it's an objectively good movie that is uh, objectively boring. You don't want to do Lord of the Rings. Three weeks of Lord of the Rings movies. Knock them all out. I guess. We don't have to. That's fine. I, I just, just scratched like- my decade uh, Lord of the Rings itch. My once a decade watch. Yeah. Last my thing Thanksgiving. Is it- I was saying we, we could have done them last Thanksgiving. Yeah, but it, just because you're watching them doesn't mean I have to watch them. I feel mm-hmm. like they're big enough tent poly type things that it's worth doing and they're good. They they hold up. But we don't have to. Let's Next week, let's do something real bubblegum, real innocu- innocuous. Unnecessary um, roughness. No, fuck that. I just rewatched it and I didn't like it as much. Oh, okay. I didn't All have right. it. I didn't have as good of a time rewatching it as I expected to, so I don't mm-hmm. want to. All right, um, man, we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll do the fucking Lord of the Rings. Who knows? Maybe. Tell your uh, tell the listeners where they can find you on the internet. Reamcore, R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E. Uh, you can find my takes on Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, me singing drunken sea shanties at three in the morning. That's right. Or, uh, you know, me plugging shows the night of. Yeah. Saying, hey, I'll be over here at... Uh, 20 minute. Yeah, I'll give you a 20 minute head up, heads up for my next show, I promise. Yeah, totally. Um, fantastic dream for you. also get great tweets like, uh, no one loves a heartwarming story more than the CEO of Tums. Um, you can follow me at Patrick Casey. It's at P-A-T-R-I-C-K-H-A-S-T-I-E, PatrickCasey.com for all upcoming shows and dates. Uh, I can, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still in the fucking lost hemisphere of doing stand up, but, um, Writing, uh, friends of the shows are moving back to the city, so we're going to start working on stuff. That's going to be exciting. Uh, tell your friends, get on the Patreon if you just upped your if you just upped your month. That's awesome. If you just joined, that's even better. Uh, if you're thinking about joining, please, uh, you know, shit or get off the pot, bud. You know what I mean? Right, we need this right. money. Uh, we just sent. I just got Reem a new uh, mic stand that he's going to be having this week. Piece by piece, it's coming in like Fing uh, Fang Foom on the Marvel Legends toy line. Just like also uh, speaking of toys, ooh, bud. Sorry to bury the lead. Don't tell me. Uh, a lot of new Ghostbuster shit out right now For at the, Target. They I... had all four uh, original Ghostbusters. Yeah. On toys, so you know Ray, yeah. Peter, the great, and uh, an Ecto uh, one. There, oh, so uh, is that for the new movie? Yeah, the, the new they, movie. They just yeah, pushed but it the back. The toys were for the old. Of course they did. They, yeah, you know. Uh, that's fantastic. I uh, I haven't been in a Target for a while, but um, I've been looking at toys like fucking crazy. As I a recent, 
homeowner, I live at Target. I fucked up. I was going to buy... I a co- During the podcast a couple weeks ago, I thought I bought the Ash Super 7 toy. And then I was like, when's that coming? And I go look at my email. I never bought it. It's just been sitting in my fucking cart on the Super 7 website for two weeks. Fucking um, away she goes. Yeah. But uh, get on the pod- Patreon. Tell your friends. Be cool. Never die. And as always, remember, if you're not an inapper, you're an MFer. So get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.